Welcome to Mindfully Healing, a mental health podcast. I'm your host, Micheline Malouf, a trauma-informed and trained therapist. And I'm Nadia Desi, a registered social worker and psychotherapist. We are here to guide you through the connection between your mind and body to help you develop a deeper understanding of yourself. Join us on each episode as we navigate each topic by posing questions to our mind and then having deep conversations with each other, ourselves, and special guests to help us come full circle and answer each question. This season, we discuss trauma, trauma responses, attachment, and relationships. In each episode, we provide you with resources and tools to begin to heal your inner child, set boundaries, and help you along your journey of healing. Welcome to Mindfully Healing. This is the um, the first episode that we actually recorded last because we owe you all an explanation. There's been so much that has been going on and Micheline and I have finally just sat down together to tell you guys about everything that we've been going through the past year and a half, two years. Oh my God, almost two years, Nadia, that we had recorded every single episode to this podcast and then we couldn't launch it. And here's what happened. Should we, should we start at the beginning? Yeah. You know what? I think we should start with the lawsuit. That would make the most sense, right? Yes. Okay. I think you explained that one because it came to your email. Oh my God. So <laughs> we were so excited. We had named the podcast Dear Mind. And the idea of it was to pose a question to our mind at the beginning of each episode, answer the question through explanations about our mind and body's connection, and then close out the episode with almost like a validating statement to our mind, you know, acknowledging that we've learned something. So we were so proud of it. We were so happy. I got a $500 neon sign to put in the studio. Nadia and I were so excited about it and we're about to launch and I get an email and this email said, it's a, it's a cease and desist letter from another podcast um, that has a similar name, not the same, but very similar name that had launched like a week prior to when we made our announcement on Instagram. And it was, we were like, no, this can't be real. Cause we had done our research. We went on, we made sure that there were no trademark issues. We made sure that there was no podcast name that like literally the week before we were <laughs> going to launch it. We get this email, which I thought was a little bit messed up from my perspective because these people also followed me. So I thought maybe it would have been a cool thing to just like reach out and say, Hey, can we talk about the name? But it just went straight to the lawsuit. And so I had to hire a lawyer. We went through like figuring out the name. How are we going to update all the episodes? We, <laughs> we were just over our heads with it. On top of that, we also secured a URL, secured an Instagram. We had artwork made. Micheline's amazing friend did our covers and different things for our social media that we can use, all branded with Dear Mind. What else did we have? We had TikTok, YouTube. We had a bunch of different things secured, some things that we had to pay for. So when this happened, it really was discouraging because we were so ready to release this podcast. Yeah, it was really discouraging. And um, come to find out that Nadia and I both also have ADHD. <laughs> and when one barrier kind of comes into like 
play with something so big like this, it, you can imagine that it felt for me, it felt really overwhelming and like, so like, how am I going to recover from this? Like, how am I going to start over? You know, that task initiation is so hard. I mean, for me, it is, it's like so hard to get something started and moving once I'm moving in it, it's easier, but that task initiation is so hard, especially when it's something so big. And so having gone to the end of it and then feeling like you had to start over again, I felt defeated. Me too. Yeah. It was almost like, okay, we got to take a break from this. Or it, it yeah. was actually unspoken. Neither of yeah. us, hey, this is a lot. We need to take a break. But we kind of just took that break. We both knew that was what we needed. And then getting it back to start and you know, going through the process again, we just couldn't physically do it with that ADHD that we both, well, at least I didn't know I had until this year, but it was <laughs> impossible to start up. So like, here we are two years later, mm -hmm. both medicated. Oh my God. We started medication. <laughs> Honestly, within the same week, that wasn't even Plan. We purpose. We, I just saw Micheline's video talking about her starting her ADHD medication. I was like, Hey, I just got prescribed medication too. Which one did you get prescribed? Vivant. I got, I started with Ritalin and that's what I'm taking right now, but my psychiatrist just switched me over to, um, Concerta slow release to see how I do on that because I'm, I was having really bad crashes after the four hours, um, were up with like the just immediate release Ritalin. Like my crash was bad. Like I'm like zoned out, like about to pass out and, but it did help me focus. So I'm, I haven't started it yet because I haven't gone to the pharmacy to pick up my new prescription. So I'm going to do that today. I'll let you know how that goes. How's yours going? It took me like three months to pick up my prescription. <laughs> no, no worry. Uh, mine's good. So I started on Vyvanse. I started on 20 milligrams. And the same thing that happened to you was happening to me. That midday crash was just so bad. And then following that just my mood for the rest of the night was so low even my yeah. husband was noticing he's like are you depressed like what's going on so then after seven days I had to increase to 30 that was the plan and as soon as that happened everything kind of got better I wow take, yeah I mean this is just my personal experience obviously if you're somebody experiencing ADHD and maybe you're on medication maybe you're not talk to your own medical professional but for me that dose and that prescription has been working perfect. Obviously there are side effects at the beginning, like some headaches, mm -hmm. some anxiety. I totally quit coffee too. What? Oh man. Yeah. On purpose. I just, I am already someone that has health anxiety. So knowing that I was taking Vyvanse and also I'm somebody who had like three to four espressos a day. So that would be oh way God. too much, at least for me. And I would get yeah. really scared and nervous. So I was like, I'm just gonna quit. So I think that's where the headaches were coming from too. Yeah. I had a little bit of a caffeine addiction, but yeah, it's been three weeks now and I'm caffeine free. <laughs> wow. What a, yeah, no, I haven't quit caffeine yet. Uh, I like, feel like I need it, especially around the crash time, but my dose is a lot lower. I know Vyvanse and Ritalin act a little bit differently, but my dose I had, I told my psychiatrist that I had intense anxiety about taking psychotropic medication because I've never done it before. And I was afraid because I already have anxiety. So we went like very little, like we're going to increase the dose slowly. So I don't know, I might have to quit caffeine at some point. But right now, I'm like, okay, give me my shot of espresso. <laughs> and then, you know, take my meds. And I still I still really, really need it. But um, 
Yeah. But wow. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. What have you noticed has been different, like helpful for you on the medication? I feel, um, well, one focus, like usually, usually what would happen is, okay, I'm editing the podcast, right? So I would go in with the goal of editing the podcast. I'll open up the file to edit the podcast. And then I'll have a thought that in order to edit this podcast, I need to verify that this information is correct. So then I'll go to my computer and somehow I'll have a tab open. That's like my website. And I'll realize, oh, I have to edit this person's profile. So I'll start editing that profile, which then leads me to remember that I also wanted to add my YouTube videos to my website. So then I go to YouTube and then I get caught up with some makeup video and then I watch some makeup videos and then I'm like, oh, I should do a makeup video. So then I start planning my content for what to do. And so then I'm writing my content and I'm like, oh shit, I'm supposed to be doing the podcast. So then I'm going to the podcast and then something else gets in the way. And that loop kind of happens over and over again. So by 5 p.m., I have done nothing. It's like we share a brain because I'm the exact same way. (laughs) So the medicine, to answer your question, I sat down and edited a podcast in one day in a matter of two hours total. I created a whole website for my social media the other day. I'm still like in the process of creating it. And I sat down three days in a row without distraction. (laughs) So like, it's just been, I still have trouble with uh, executive functioning when it comes to like cleaning and organizing my home and things like that. Definitely like that's still an issue, (laughs) but, uh, but focusing at work has been a lot easier. What about you? Honestly, the exact same. It was weird because I just didn't, obviously there was other anxieties, but like overall general anxiety, I feel like I didn't feel it for the first time ever on the first day of medication. And I was like, oh my God, I've never felt this sense of almost calmness, maybe more focus. Usually my mind works the same as you of like, I need this to do this, 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 and then I'll forget and get distracted. And now I'm like, okay, I could focus on one thing at a time, get it done. And then transition smoothly into the next thing instead of hyper-focusing on it while I'm doing something else. Because yeah, yeah, just like that anxiety of organization and getting stuff done really decreased. And I just feel like I live every day now almost much calmer. Like like what a person without anxiety would live. Yeah. I mean, the health, like I still have health anxiety, but even that feels decreased just because overall anxiety is decreased. So I'm not already in that heightened state of stress. Yeah. Yeah. Been nice. It's it's crazy to me that our anxiety is reduced because same here. Like I am able to have a conversation without having my mind race at like 500 miles a minute, which usually, like I'm in my head about to think of what I need to say because I'm afraid I'm not going to get to say it, and um, I'm just like on the like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, all the time. And for the first time on stimulants, which was crazy to me, because I thought stimulants, I'm going to be more anxious. This is why I was so scared about it. And the fact that I felt like passing out when I was on stimulants, like literally I felt like taking a nap. My brain was like, thank you. (laughs) This is what we needed. This makes sense. Yeah. It's amazing. So that's, uh, I told my psychiatrist that, and she's like, that is, that is kind of extra confirmation that we got the right diagnosis. That's great. Yeah. Honestly, I owe much of my diagnosis to you. I remember we've been working. I diagnosed you. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, no, <laughs> that's not ethical. <laughs> I know. I did not diagnose her. <laughs> um, but she mentioned like, hey, you are presenting a lot of similar symptoms that I do and mm-hmm. I have ADHD. So maybe you have it or maybe you should go get that checked out. And ever since then, I was like, hmm, that makes sense. And then yeah. I booked an appointment and got a diagnosis. So that's thank crazy. you. Yo, I'm so happy that we did this together. And what if our podcast is going to be that much better because we can focus on things? just like hyper focus on one topic and yeah like just really get it out of like it's gonna be so good I'm curious about the symptoms you told your psychiatrist like what symptoms were you did you tell them uh for your diagnosis so what I was super surprised about we went through the whole assessment and I really thought that I would only get the inattentive type of ADHD but she told me I'm like severe in both which I always not that I thought I know that I get really antsy and um I I, it's really hard for me to just sit down and not fidget and not act out but what she was telling me and it really stuck was like as a young woman you were kind of conditioned a certain way to like for lack of a better word just like shut up and behave Mm -hmm. or like just have your manners sit down don't disrupt and it's so true from a young age that's what we were taught so I feel like it's a lot of masking and finally when she was asking me this question these questions I didn't have to mask and I was being honest about them and yeah so it was surprising but then it kind of made sense when she explained it as and I don't just think women I just think in general we're kind of told from a young age to have manners and sometimes it's hard and sometimes we don't follow those steps or those rules um yeah but it was a lot of clarity for me I I told her everything I told her it's you know I fidget all the time um I have a hard time staying still I focus on so many things I lose concentration I have that like executive dysfunction that I physically can't do things or get them done sitting Mm -hmm. in like a three-hour meeting is one of the hardest things for me yeah I just went through the whole checklist how about you anything different no, similar. She told me I was combined type as well, um, inattentive and hyperactive. And she basically said the same thing about how I've been masking and many women don't get diagnosed till their thirties. It's actually a lot, a lot more common for women to get diagnosed in their thirties because they're tired of masking because the overwhelm and the chronic, you know, overwhelm feelings come from just like constantly like having to mask and, um, compensate. And so you become so overwhelmed. She says she gets a lot of women that think they have dementia coming wow. in. And when they're not, when they go to the doctor and they're like, you don't have dementia, they send to a psychiatrist. And then she's like, that's ADHD. Um, your brain fog and all of that is like that fit over fatigue from, you know, masking for such a long time. Wow. So my symptoms I had, um, I have <laughs> written these symptoms because I was keeping track of all of the stuff that were that was like really um like look at this list oh wow wow so, for those <laughs> that can't see it's in Micheline's notes or in like an email or something and she just keeps on scrolling <laughs> yeah so so this is some of the stuff I, I wrote down so executive functioning delay and severe struggle to complete the simplest but mundane tasks I fight with my husband over it so like opening the mail, ordering meds for the dogs, paying the bills, contacting customer care when needed, maintaining an organized and clean home. 
Number two, I did not pay my water bill for six months and it got shut off. My water in my house got shut off. I have money to pay the water bill. I have reminders. I have everything. I just didn't pay the water bill because it felt so overwhelming. And let me tell you that like when I go online to pay the water bill, my account number is already in there and I literally, my credit card too. And all I have to do is hit the button. Um, But uh, yeah, it's definitely didn't happen. My mortgage payment was missed three times and they almost uh, put it for foreclosure of my home. Um, I can't over, I can't open my mail. Like I feel a visceral response to it. Uh, difficulty managing my life. Um, my husband's like, just do it. Like, I don't get why you don't just close the cabinet after you open it. And I'm like, I don't either. I really don't know why I don't do it, but I don't. I'm impulsive. I miss important appointments and tasks. I can't focus or stay on task. I missed many work opportunities, like many opportunities for brand partnerships, many opportunities for attending certain events and things like that, because I just didn't open my email. Um, reading things a hundred times because my brain flies away. Um, everything distracts me. I interrupt everybody. I constantly freeze on projects. I start off on one task and end up doing everything at once and nothing at once, if that makes any sense to anyone. Impulsive spending, um, very inattentive at school. I thought I was dumb, never completed assignments on time. Uh, and I would forget, uh, I bought four different calendars last year and used one page of each. And they're all sitting in a bin right now. That's me with journals. <laughs> Same way with journals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, binging. I binge eat a lot because it's like soothing. Um, hyper focus on things that give me lots of dopamine until they don't anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, when there are conversations in a room, I struggle to focus on the conversation I'm having. I'm like in three or four conversations at once. Depression and anxiety because of all of this. Mm-hmm. Skin picking. Okay, this is one of the most em- em- embarrassing ones for me to talk about. I pick at the bottoms of my feet to the point where they bleed. And I thought initially I heard that that was OCD. So I told my psychiatrist and she's like, there's two types of skin picking. There's skin picking because of OCD, almost like a compulsion to soothe your anxiety. And there's skin picking as a hyper-focus because it's distracting you and you have to get it done and complete it almost like a, just like a hyperfixation. Uh, type of thing. Same thing. And I've never, what you do that too. I do honestly on my feet too. And I've never even like thought of it as why am I doing this? Or I shouldn't be doing this. It's just like a thing. That's Mm -hmm. so interesting. Good to know. Yeah. It's embarrassing because like for the, I mean, it's getting a little bit better now that I'm on medication, but I haven't been, I'm living in Florida and I haven't been able to wear sandals because it's embarrassing. Cause usually I fix it by buffing my feet, giving myself a pedicure Uh and nobody can tell. But lately it was so bad that like even the buffing wasn't helping it. So I had to, it was just really, really, really bad. Wear running shoes on the beach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I've been wearing socks and, you know, my mom's like, why aren't you wearing sandals? It's hot. I'm like, oh, no, I just like my Nikes. So, you know, those types of things. Um, I stim a lot. I peel my lips and I, I use like, I kind of always self-soothe with my hands on my lips like this. I bite like my skin here. Anyway, so I have acrylics for that reason. And so those are just like some of the symptoms that I had told her. And she was just like sitting there, like staring at me like, oh my God, yes, you. 
sounds Definitely. like. <laughs> yeah. So one of your points, do you know how hard it is to have ADHD and be a therapist and have the need to interrupt every little thing or in your head have something in your mind? And you're like, you need to say this. You need to say this. This needs to come out in the session. But you also don't want to interrupt. So you're hyper-focused on not interrupting. And sometimes the interruptions just happen. I always apologize for them. Now, obviously, on medication, it's gotten a lot better. But it's, oh my gosh, one of the biggest challenges. And it's not like I was trying to tell uh, the lady who was assessing me this as well. She was a nurse practitioner, by the way. I don't know if in the United States nurse Mm -hmm. practitioners are able to. Yeah, she was a nurse practitioner. And I was telling her this. And I'm like, but I'm not a bad therapist. I swear I'm not a bad therapist. I'm not in my head the whole time about it. It's just like the thoughts that come and the need to interrupt. It's so hard. Yeah, it's that impulsivity, you know, it is. And even like the excitement when like something comes up that, you know, you want to say, or like bring up in this session and you just put it in there and yeah, I know you're not a bad therapist. Like you're such a good therapist. And and it's funny because I feel like you're so patient and you're probably masking all the time. Always probably overwhelmed all the time. Cause I, I just like from our conversation in our podcast, I feel like I interrupt a lot. No, I can't hold it. But like you're, you seem patient to me. And, and now that I know this about you, I'm like, how much is she struggling to like hold it together? Every day, <laughs> every second of every day. No, yes. you know what? Even watching back on the podcast, it is funny. I feel like we, it's a, it's so good. The episodes are incredible, but I also feel like we've changed a lot. We have changed a lot. We're more like chill now. I feel yeah. like we were like so serious back then because I'm like of- nervous about what to say, but now I feel like we can just ramble for hours. I can't wait to see what happens season two. But, but you know what? Okay, going back to the reason we're talking about ADHD, because this is basically it was an executive dysfunction thing. So something else happened with that after we, we had to re-edit everything. We were contracting with this company that wanted to edit our podcast. We paid money, like lots of money. I don't even want to tell you guys how much money. No. We're not going to say it. <clears throat> we paid a lot of money to have them edit it. And that required that we upload our episodes through Asana. And I don't know if you all know what Asana is, but it's basically like a workflow thing so that they can edit our podcast. And that to us seemed so overwhelming. Oh my God. None of us ever did it. No. And once again, unspoken. We <laughs> never really spoke about it. We, we never spoke it. about it. Oh Until God. like I saw Nadia a few weeks ago in Florida and we're like, oh yeah, we paid them. Should we? And we, anyway, so that happened. So that was another barrier. Um, and so now that we were on medication, we decided, hey, we can edit our own episodes. Yeah. So we have, and they're all edited now and we can't wait to share them. But in the meantime, we also had a lot of things happen in between then and now, like Nadia got married. Congratulations. Thank you. Planning a wedding with ADHD is, I mean, you probably know, a headache and a half. I yeah. hated every minute of it. Um, sorry, I sound so negative, but it was a, such a big challenge to the point. I was like, I don't care. Just this is fine. I don't care. I just wanted the easiest solution, but it was amazing. It was. So it was great. I, I was there coming. and she, she, it looked like she, she was so beautiful. Her family so nice. Everybody was so nice and it looked planned really well. So whatever masking you had to do to get past that and, and plan your wedding, you did a good job. Thank you. Yeah. I, bet you I had a lot of bridesmaids that uh, mm-hmm. helped with that for sure, but it was nice. Yeah. It was a, it's a good uh, day. Yeah. 
It was fun. And might I say, I went to the wrong wedding before I went to Nadia's and I panicked. That's a story for another time. I'm not going to go into that right now, but I literally <laughs> ran out of a wedding midway through the, their ceremony because I realized it wasn't Nadia as the bride was walking down the aisle. Anyway, that's a story for another time. And but, <laughs> um, anyway, so that uh, happened. Also, uh, you have had a heavy year. Yeah. Yeah. It's been pretty heavy. Um, I think I've, I don't know if I've talked about it for those of you who've just started following along or haven't heard any of the other stuff that Nadia and I have, have done like other podcasts. Uh, my husband struggles with uh, chronic illness and it's had a severe impact on our marriage. Um, so we've been, I've been in my own therapy uh, because of all the anxiety and grief from that, that came out very recently. Cause I think I was masking and kind of holding it in for a while. So I was in therapy for myself. Um, we were in a really bad place as a couple. So I started, we started doing couples therapy. And in the midst of that, my baby Norman, my little Cocker Spaniel, who's only four years old, got diagnosed with cancer. He has lymphoma. So we've been putting him uh, through chemotherapy. Um, he's doing well. He's in remission right now. Knock on wood, he stays like that. We're doing everything possible. We've put him on a keto diet. We have him on CBD oil, on fish oil, on home-cooked meals. Um, he's going getting acupuncture and I'm spending as much time as possible with him at home and like seeing my clients from home and stuff. So doing everything we can, but it has been a, it has been, <laughs> it has been a year. So yeah. I can't even imagine going through that. And he's so young and so sweet and I just know. like the best dog, but it's good to hear yeah. that he's in remission. He's in remission. And I try not to think about stats or anything like that. Um, but, uh, you know, just one day, one day at a time. Um, yeah, it's a man life really sometimes like gets in the way. Um, but, you know, trying to just do things that make me happy. Like the podcast is something, you know, focusing on what I can control. Cause I, for a while there, I was frozen, unable to like really do anything. I know Nadia and I even like, we stopped like chatting about work. We both kind of had our, like our unspoken understanding that we were just both really overwhelmed. Um, and what's funny is when we posted that video saying, Hey, we're going to come back and do the podcast. Some people were like, oh, we thought you guys had a falling out. <laughs> No, that made me so sad. I was like, did it seem like we portrayed that? I guess because we were promoting and we're together so often and we're in Florida filming another podcast and then and that kind of went to zero. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it did maybe look like, but no, never. No, we never had any issues with each other at all, actually. Like it, it, we we're just both, we have the object permanence issue where like, we don't live in the same country. <laughs> we are far away. She's got her life and her stuff going on. I've got mine. So it's one of those things where you just like, are just like busy in life. And then when you text, it's everything's back to normal, that kind of thing. So when she was in Florida, um, we saw each other and we were like, oh, let's just do this podcast. We're both medicated now. And like, it, here we are. <laughs> How about before we were medicated when you texted me to catch up and you're like, let's do, what was it like December 29th or something? And I was like, yeah. yeah. And it was like December 
no then it was like january 5th and you're like we both missed it we just yeah. both we both forgot <laughs> we didn't follow up we didn't show up we didn't text each other we just yeah. both completely forgot and then when you text that but honestly i i understand like boundaries and friendships with people who need that reassurance but sometimes these friendships are my favorite just because you get it yeah. and i get it yeah. and it's like no hard feelings because we're very similar in what we think and what we do yeah there's never gonna be a hard feeling with me about that like unless like you're like straight up ignoring me forever and i'm like texting and you're ignoring me like that i would get hurt but like it but like we just forget and then when we text each other we're just like hey like whatever like i i'm all, all my like bestest friends in the world we have that kind of like we go months without talking and then when we talk it's like good again yeah it's like a friendship in your 30s right yeah exactly <laughs> it's life life is hard but yeah. I think we're getting to that secure attachment right so oh 100%. Which we're gonna talk about <laughs> yeah. yeah so um, we really wanted to just give you guys a kind of quick rundown of where we were what yeah. happened what happened it got delayed so much and what kept continuing to push it but we are back we are back. And that's why the name has changed from Dear Mind to Mindfully Healing. Now, be mindful that we didn't want to go in and like reshoot every first episode. Um, sorry, every episode in the first season to go to change like, hey, welcome. Um, well, actually, we did. We changed to Welcome to Mindfully Healing. But you're going to hear Dear Mind in every episode. And at the end, you're going to hear Dear Mind to close out the episode, just know that's the reason we're doing that. Um, the concept right. of the podcast will stay the same. We're still always going to pose a question to our brain, but you're going to hear Dear Mind, why this, why that? And we're going to close it out. And I, we just wanted to give you an explanation uh, ahead of time as well. So you understand what's going on there. Yeah. And I hopefully, hopefully you guys like that concept because we thought it was a really cool idea because we do always ask about ourselves, like, why do I do this? Or why does this come out this way? So we thought it would be a cool concept to ask, talk about it throughout the episode, and then kind of give a conclusion as to why those things happen potentially. Yes, exactly. So we're so excited. We hope that you follow along and you're still here. And we're so appreciative of you that are really still interested in listening to our podcast. We know how good it is. We, again, we just heard it back as we're editing it and there's some amazing things in there. Amazing guests, oh. topics. It's yes. Like Follow along, listen to the episodes. Don't forget to rate us. Don't forget to follow us. And um, yeah, enjoy. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy. Enjoy. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and family and remember to leave us a review. We love reading your comments. Take a screenshot of the episode you're listening to along with your thoughts and share it to your story and tag us so we can reshare it to our story. And be sure to follow us on social media at mind.fully.healing on Instagram at mindfullyhealing on YouTube and on TikTok at mindfully.healing. Until next time.